0: It's overwhelming, isn't it? (laughs) Last last week's theme of finding the meaning in life by working hard at work and enjoying a bottle of wine with good friends and family at the end of the day seems a bit shallow when our eyes are opened to what happens in this world. Things that happen overseas and things that happen in Oakland and on the boulevard and on Redwood Road and in our neighbor's home. It's overwhelming to think that we can do anything to make any change that would last in this world and so sometimes we just retreat to our dining table and try to find meaning there. And close our eyes and put on the blinders because it's it's overwhelming. Imagine we got up from our dining tables and decided to go down the street and do something to help someone. And so we got some money and started giving it out to the man who sits outside the coffee shop or the woman who's pushing the shopping cart, and, and we just start handing out money to people and. And for a moment, we start feel like, feeling like we are making a difference in this world. And, and then we start realizing that maybe we're just fueling people's addiction. And so we rethink, how can I make a difference? And so we start an organization that, that feeds people, that doesn't hand out money, but meets people's tangible needs. And every day, people come in, men and women and children, and they eat from our soup kitchen. And we, we feed them when we find meaning there. But year after year, as we see the same faces again and again and again, we start to wonder, am I really doing anything? Am I just keeping people alive in a miserable existence for a little bit longer? And so we rethink. We move from relief to development and we devote our lives to helping people get off the streets and helping people to get meals for themselves and to get jobs and to make a difference and yet sometimes it feels like we're not doing anything as we see the same people going back to the streets and back to the soup kitchen and back to the shopping cart and back to the front of the coffee shop begging for change. We wonder can I do anything in this world? That's where we started last week. Anything we pursue is is meaningless because we can't build anything that will last. And so we retreat to our dining tables and we lock our doors and we move to the suburbs and we find a way to avoid the reality around us because if we stepped outside of our own homes, we wouldn't know Where to start? It's overwhelming to think of the needs in this world. It's overwhelming when you think through how you might change it and realize that every issue is so complex that you're pushing against the world at every turn. It's overwhelming, and so sometimes we are paralyzed to do anything. What if there were a God over everything? What if there is one who sees everything? What if there were one that when we step into life and don't know how to change anything, he sees all of life and knows how to change everything? What if there was one that, even when we pass away and the wind keeps blowing and the grass keeps growing and our kids grow and die and their kids grow and die, as we pass away from this earth, he's still standing there? What if he existed? How would we live if there were a God in the heavens who oversaw everything, who desired that this world was not like it is, but like it could be? How would we live? We'd still be blind here on this earth. We don't know how to change anything. We don't know which of our impacts or which of our actions will impact eternity and which of our impacts will burn up in a flash. We don't know any of that. And yet, if there were one in the sky who saw all things and was all powerful, we could come to him, release our lives to him, and say, Could you make a difference through me? Would you make a difference through me as I hand this money to this woman on the street? Would you make a difference through me as I feed this man in the soup kitchen line? Would you make a difference through me as I build this relief or development organization? Will you make a difference through me as I pray for these folks? Will you make a difference through me as I say hello to the person behind me in line? Will you say make a difference through me as I cry with this woman whose mourning, will you make a difference through me? When Jesus came to this earth and called folks to follow him, he led them on a path towards eternal life. And though they were blind on this earth and they said things like, Jesus, we don't know the way to where you're going. He said, I am the way, follow me. I am the truth. I am the life. You get to the Father by following me. Go through me. And when he taught the disciples how to pray, he said, pray that the God in the heavens does immeasurable and wonderful things on this earth. Pray that his kingdom would come to this place. That his name would be seen as holy from sea to shining sea. Pray that this God would make his will done on this earth like it is in heaven. Pray that God would do powerful things in this world. And ask him to give you food to eat today. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Ask him to make you one who forgives those around you. And ask him to lead you through your life to keep you from evil. Jesus understood that balance and taught us that balance of living with a powerful God who does immeasurably more than we can ever ask or imagine, and us being people who can't see more than two feet in front of us, who need a glass of water or will die, who need a breath provided from him or will perish, and who wander aimlessly without his care. We think of injustice in the world. The God of the universe put on human flesh and dwelt among us to lead us towards eternal life. And then we put him on the cross. We couldn't understand him or see him. And so we murdered Jesus. And yet, like with all things, God was powerful enough to work his plan, even through our injustice. That Jesus didn't die in vain, but he rose from the dead to give life to any who believe. And we follow one who has the power to breathe life in the dead situations. We follow the one who has the power to give life to his own dead body. We follow the one who is seated at the right hand of the throne of God and can see all things on this planet. And though we are blind, we can cling to him, abide in him, and watch him work through us, And so that message of Solomon last week of doing everything in its proper time bears true. There's a time to go and help the man on the street. Take advantage of that time. There's a time to go and start an organization to do good. Take advantage of that time. There's a time to mourn with those who mourn and weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. There's a time to be born and there's a time to to die. There's a time to embrace and a time to refrain. There's a time to gather stones together and there's a time to cast stones. There's a time for everything under heaven. So the best that we could do as we wander this planet is to find meaning in knowing that there is one who sees all things and we cling to him. We trust in him and we trust that he makes all things in his time. And Jesus describes the kingdom of God that will exist someday as a table. A table where we find meaning and fulfillment as we sit and and dine in his presence. Surrounded by our family and our friends in a place where wine abounds. And at the table are the weak and the downtrodden. And the prostitutes and the homeless and the rich and the poor and us and our friends and our family, and we dine together. Life is meaningless. There's nothing we can do to build anything because we are blind. But when we turn to him, he gives us eyes to see. Not see everything, but to see what time it is to know what to do in this moment, to trust that if we abide in him, we will bear much fruit.